0: Afternoon. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maspeches Kedushin Daf Yud Gimel. This is the blad for Shabbos, and we're starting a third of the way down on Yud Gimel Amaral. The Gemara starts with a story. Uh, he hits Itza. There was a woman Dehava Kamezavna Varshachi. She was telling Varshahi Discussion in the Mafhor as to what this actually means. It uh, likely means some kind of belt. Uh, she would sell some kind of belt. Also, Gavra. There was a guy who walked by and varsha and he grabbed one of the belts off the rack. And Amar-Leh, she said, give it back. Why are you taking my stuff? or give the belt back? Amar said to her, I'll give it to you. If I do give it back to you, will you be married to me? So he took her belt and wanted to give it back to her and say, so, ishtika. she took it back from him and didn't say anything. And Amar Abnachman, you're right. I did take the belt back, but I took back my own belt. And therefore, there would be no kiddushin in such a case. But then the Gemara says, wait one second. We have a b'risa that seems to not say that way. The b'risa says, this is actually a tosafda. If a woman were to have been been proposed to with something that had been stolen, these are different versions of things that are stolen. Or even if he took a salah out of her hand and then said, harad we do have there as a case of precedence where they would be married based on that kudushah So that's Akasha because the presentation of the story was that uh, she was able to argue that it was mine, in. That's what Rav Nachman said, in, shakli, vididi shakli. So how is it that this price says they're mekudashas and the previous one it says that they're not mekudashas. The so the Gemara responds, "Hasan shadiq uh, there's a difference between cases where there's context, where there's shadchanus, where there's discussions about marriage, and only then does the condition happen. That's when we would say in the that's the b'risa, which speaks about the case of Kitsha Begez, Luhamas, but in regards to the previous case where there was no shalchanos, there was no context and no conversations that were speaking about Kiddushin, therefore they'd not, they would not be married. And says the Gemara, How do we know that there's a difference between um, kiddushin that's done in the context um, uh, of shiduchim, of conversations, versus uh, shiduchim that are done where there's no context of getting married. So the Gemara says, as a rather lengthy, a lengthy answer, we're halfway down, and Yedgimbal Amaralap to Tanya, the, the bride said, um, Take this, Salah, that I owe you. So, a man is paying back a woman for her money that he took from her. And then he says to her, He's Kachi Libo, and I'd like to get married with you when I hand this to you. We had a previous case like this on Dapya Beit, similar but not the same. So, let's see what the halachos are in this case. If it's Bishas Matan Maus, if it's as he's handing her the item, I'm hereby handing you the item, I really owe it to you, and I read Mikudesheth, Likudath Moshevi Israel. So then it depends. If at that point she wants to be married, then she's married. Then she's not married. But let's say that after he hands it to her, now it's in her possession, and then after she has the money in her hands, then he wants to marry her. So then it depends. That, then things change. Even if she wants to be married at that point, they would not be mekudeshes. My my what does it mean that she wants to and doesn't want to? In this case, Matan uh, where we say that it's up to her. If we say that when, when it says that she wants to marry, is that she actually said, yes, I want to marry. And And when it says that she doesn't want to marry, that she verbalized the fact that she doesn't want to and said no, that leaves over an implication that doesn't work. Had she been silent, that implies that that would have been kedushin. And if that's true, then and just like on the bottom of Yubase and Bes in a similar case, we just said Mekudeshas without making distinctions. If in fact she's going to be married when she's Ishtika, when she's silent, then in our Mishnah over here and our brides over here in the Gimala Banala. So that it just said stam without the the, the, the distinctions of Vishast, Natan Moos, Ratasalo, Ratasa. Allah should be the same as yesterday's case. So then, and therefore we should have said, uh, just said Mekudesha stam kihasam, like we said over there, Allah. What must therefore be the case? It must therefore be the case, and we're two-thirds of the way down, that Ratsasa Amra Amra'in, yes, if we say that she wanted to be married. If she says she wants to be married, then yes, she will be married. And what does low Ratsasa mean? Just that she was silent. The Ishtika and the Katani, And we see over here that she's Eni Uh When she's silent, she's not Mikudeshes, And that aligns with the case that we started with today, the man who took the belt. She took back her own items. She didn't want to get married. Her silence is an indicator that she doesn't want to get married. It says the Gemara, my time, but because you hold she can say in shakli, I did take that item. However, vididi shakli, it's mine. You're going to ask. We tried this principle earlier with Rav Nachman, and we had said that if a person were to argue in yes, shakli vididi shakli, we said okay. But there was another case where they were mikudashas That was the case of Gezel Hamas and Gneiva. It must therefore be that this distinction is a fair distinction. When kiddushin is given over in the context of marriage, in the conversations of marriage, then yes, well, it'll be much more meaningful and be more effective, and there'll be Makudeshas. The okay, if it's given over in a context where there's no conversation, you walk over to a random woman, you take something out of her purse and hand it back to her and say, I read Makudeshas, and she's silent, then they would not be married. The Gemara, at the first of the middle of lines, about 15 lines from the bottom of the page, goes into a little agadita, a um, mahalachic of sorts, after someone passed away. Kinoch when one of the great Amoras of the early period of the Amorim passed away, Ravasi, ayu Rabbanan Kutinhu they went to the base medrash to gather up together all of his memras, all of his statements. And he, there are three of them that we're going to analyze today. one of the rabbis piped up, Yaakov his name was Rav Yaakov, and he said, Rabasi just passed away. He had a statement that he said in the name of Ravmani. And his phrase was, Just like a woman cannot be married, with less than a Shabbat so therefore they won't be married. The same halacha extends over to Karka, and Karka cannot be purchased for less than a Shavu pruta. wait one second. They said, how can you say that that's what Ravasi said? That doesn't make any sense. We have a brysa without Tanya. Karka uh, is The brysa is directly against what you're saying. It can't be that Ravasi said that, because Ravasi is an Amora. And this brysa precedes him significantly. So how can that be the case? Amarle and um, uh, Rav Yanko, who was the one who made this comment, responded and said, "You've misunderstood. Amarle, Kitanya he That case was saying that the item that can be used to be nicknamed karka can be the chalipin. That can be pachos m'shevul The chalipin can be pachos m'shevul The handkerchief. However, what cannot be pachos pruta is the actual money that changes hands. Titanya. Konin afalpi In Bashava pruta." You can make a kenyan with a kli, even though it's not with a shavapruta, and that's clearly discussing the case of chalipe. That was statement number one that was mentioned in the base medrash after the passing of Rabasi to try and gather his um, his halachos that he taught. Here's the second one. They were sitting and talking, and they mentioned the shinkra of Anyone who does not know. Very well, the halachos of Gittin and Kedushin. He should not touch them with a 10-foot pole. And here comes Rav That is a very sharp comparison. That those who are involved in getting and Kedushin when they should be, they are considered to be cautioned. They're more difficult for the world than the Mabu was, the flood that wiped out 99.9% of society. Mr because the Pasuk says, "Alow v'ratzach v'ganov v'naov paratu v'damim v'damim nago. Alo, there were promises made, kachosh, there were promises that were conflicted, there was murder, there was theft, there was cheating, there was pritzos, v'damim v'damim and there were bloods that touched one another. So this Pasuk is obviously not a very positive one, Let's see what it says. My mashma, what's the right way to understand this? Pasuk? The Gemara says five lines before the bottom of the page. Could the Matar of Yosef that people were having children with other people's spouses? And they were adding one iser on top of another iser. It also says. The passage reads: Um Al kain teeval haoretz beumla kol yosheh bavechayas asade bavashamayn begam dagei hayam yasafu. over here, that the earth is going to be destroyed, and uh, all of the people will be decimated, and the chayas asade, the animals on the land, bavof hashamayin, the birds, and also the gam dagei hayam yasafu, they will all die, even the fish. Now. One of the things you may recall from the story of the Mabu and Parshasnah is al There was no gzera on um, on the fish. besu, the only people who uh, the only people and things that died were things that were on terra firma, things that were actually on the ground. But shabayam But this pasuk in regards to the behavior of someone who's involved in, in kiddushin and getin when they're not yodea betiv kiddushin begetin, then velihuacha Says the Gemara, maybe that's not true. Just in one case, and just the case of uh, kiddushin begetin, because we see the case of priestesses there. bin min and maybe we're not only talking about kiddushin veema adav the kulhu. Maybe the only time this happens is when they violate all of the things in the pasuk. As the sp- Pasuk spoke about all of these cases. So that's something that we would, uh, we might have thought, says the Gemara, you should not have thought that you have to do all of them, because the Pasuk said, ala, ala that even for just one of those things, just for the case of Allah that would have been enough to bring about a consequence. Okay, l'chud v'hanach Maybe we should say that Allah is different than all of the other ones, that the crime of the, of the alo is different than all the other ones, and therefore maybe it's not quite as sharp as we thought. It's bad, but not as bad as we thought. Says the Gemara on the top of the Yad Gimbal and we'll be going until about 10 lines from the bottom of the page. The Gemara says, u doesn't say, and this, each thing was written separately, alo, na'uf. all of them are written as individuals, and it's not and, each one on their own is problematic. And the Gemara says, no, part succeed. Next comment that came up after the after Vassi's passing, top line of your Gimbal Amid under Yasveh, the they were talking about a Mishnah. Uh, that a woman has to bring a korbanos, who is obligated to bring a korban chata, and she passed away. viu Yorshin, Olasa, her descendants, her children, will have to bring that korban on her behalf. I'm going to review the Mishnah. That's only true that the children, the Yorshim, would have to bring that korban on behalf of their mother, only if it was separated while they were still alive, while she, while she was still alive. But had she not separated the animal before she died, then the Yorshim would not have to bring that korban on her behalf. It says the Gemara, what do we learn from here? Her shibud of bringing a korban khatas, whatever the case may be, that shibud, is not midorai as it relates to the children. Because if she's not mafresh, that's the line in the sand when the yorshim then have to take over. However, Omar Ravasi, remember we're talking about collecting members of Ravasi. So this is the third one that we're speaking about. Ravasi says in the name of Yochanan, Ravasi, Yochanan, now even if the mother didn't separate the uh, korbanos that we're talking about, uh, he argues and says that the children do you need to bring this korbanos, even if the mother was not animal Shyanama? And that shows us, that shows us that the Shibud, uh, the obligation that falls on the Yorshim is a dinde orisa. Says the Gemara, that's great. But we already had this mahlokis previously in Shas. Says the Gemara, That if somebody has a loan, but it's only verbal, there's no contract. So the halacha is, you're not allowed to collect from Yorshim, and you're not allowed to collect from Lakuchos. And in contrast to Rav and Shmuel, Rav is Lakuchos. So what we see over here is that we have the same exact thing that the Yorshim seemingly do or don't have a, have, a, have an obligation to take care of their mother's responsibilities. So we already have this machlokas. Why do we need the case? It's at the top of this page. The case where Rabbi Yehuda mar Shmuel says one thing and Rav Ashi Rav Yochanan says another. We already learned it in the name of Bader Rami, right? We learned it in the name of Rav and Shmuel. We learned it in the name of, um, of Rav Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Says the Gemara Tzricha. We actually need to have the machlokesh presented twice. Once like the way we have it at the top of our page with Rabbi Yehuda mar Shmuel and Rav Ashi Rav Yochanan, and then secondly as well with Shmuel, Rav mar Shmuel on one side and Rav Yochanan and Rish Lakish on the other. Tzricha third of the way down. Di mar beha. We only had it in one case. Uh, this new case because this Malve was verbal and there's no sukkim that speak about it when a woman has an obligation to bring korbanah but they post-birth whatever the case may be perhaps they would agree to Reb Yochanan and Reish Lakish who say that you are Govan Minat Yoroshim because that is a Dindal Raisa maybe that would be the case and we only had the case of the isha and mishnah on the top of the gemara and the base. Perhaps, but that which is explicit in the Torah, the fact that a woman has an obligation to bring these korbanats to pasuk and chumash. So then we'd say that's no different than different than writing in the star. So it can be gogim in yorshin, amal But perhaps in the latter case of mal galpe, the modele of the shemuel, perhaps it agrees to Shmuel, because in the case of mal galpe is not a pasuk and chumash, and therefore we need both cases. we in this case? So it says the Gemara, Amar Papa Hilchas Amal Ve Alpeh Goven Min yorshim Vein Goven Min Alekuchos." Papa says the halacha is that in regards to Amal Ve Alpeh, if you have a loan that's verbal, you are allowed to collect from Yorshem, but Vein Goven Min Alekuchos, but you're not allowed to collect from those who bought from the Yorshem. Goven Min Hayorshem Shibude Del Raisa. The reason why we're allowed to collect from Yorshem is because it's a it's a Shibude Del because her obligations on her children, so they have to bring her that she was supposed to bring. And But when it comes to collecting from other from buyers from the Orsha, this doesn't have a loud enough voice and therefore you cannot collect from them. At the two dots halfway down, the Gemara gets into a fascinating sugya. We know, of course, that a get works, obviously, to divorce a couple. But who says that if God forbid, that a husband dies, that that frees up a woman? We know it's true. What are the Mari makomos that's what we had said in our Mishnah, a woman can reacquire herself as long as one of two things happen. Either she gets a get or she has Misa Saba, her husband dies. He says, I understand why a get works. We have a pasuk for that. The pasuk says, that as long as there's a safer crisis, she's divorced. So if a husband and the wife are trying to work on their marriage, they fail. He writes her a get, he hands her a get, to divorce 100%, slam dunk. we got it. Pasuk and chumash. And Misa we know what's the halachic mechanism that death frees a woman to marry somebody else? So to this, the Gemara provides four responses, and then we'll be stopping toward the end of this page with the fourth answer. Here's answer number one. The Gemara says, Svarahi. It's logical. It's logical to assume that. Why? Because he, by marrying her, forbade her from marrying other people. And then he, by dying, enables her to marry other people. So death is a svarah. The fact that a woman can remarry after death is logical says the Gemara, that's not so simple because of how to asar there are people that, whom uh, who become usher to her when he marries her. So let's say like his father becomes usher to her. But if he dies, she can no longer marry his father. It's still the case. The In death, things don't become any better. She's still usher to those people. So you can't use the logic of who usher to So the Gemara moves on to its second approach. Again, how do we know that death creates a proper severance between a husband and a wife? She says the Gemara, because the Torah says, that if we have a case of a Yavama, of a woman who's about to get married to another man, uh, she only becomes a Yavama when she has no children with Reuven, but if she did have children, then there's no Yibam. And then we know she's Muter, she can marry anybody else. So perhaps we're able to learn from the world in Yibam that when a husband dies, when Reuven died, if therefore she has no children, uh, if she has children, excuse me, and therefore she's not uh, eligible for it to be a yavama, so then she can marry anyone. So that's a raya. Perhaps that's our source, that when a person dies, that a woman is able to remarry. Does the yavama know? labanim Perhaps it's the case, that when there are no children, she's alma, she is forbidden for a uh, for the rest of the world and permitted to a yavama. A yavama. But the yeshla, the yeshla banim, if there were children, then kule alma nami she's not allowed to marry anybody. For that, the Gemara says is a reasonable argument. Even though in Abel, we didn't seem to present such a shita, but nevertheless the Gemara embraces it at least for the challenges of our Gemara. And two thirds of the way down, we see our, our third answer. What's the third answer? Because we know that an Almanah cannot marry a Koin Gadol. Oh, what do we know that a Koin Hadyo Sharia that an Almana can marry a Koin Hadyo? She can marry a coin hedgehog or anybody else. have to marry a coin, but she can marry anybody else. So therefore, we know that death works. Says the Gemara, perhaps we should say that maybe there's a lab in regards to the coin Godal, but Alma perhaps there's an isra I say for her to marry anybody else. And maybe she's still restricted even after her husband's death. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? What I say? Hi, What I say are you talking about? If what you're going to say, that there's a benefit of the death of the husband, and as much as breaking them up, that she cannot remarry, then she should be totally free. She's going from restricted, and because of the death, that transfers her over to uh, unrestricted. She can marry whoever she wants. And if the death doesn't help, then she should be right where she is. She should be stuck as an issue for the rest of her life. But what is this like? One step down from Aser to an Isra is, Alamalo, why can't we have such a precedence where we don't go from Aser to Moter? Maybe we go from an Isra to an Isra Asen. Where do we see this? We can remove her from the punishment of aishas Ish, which is what would have happened had she been in Isha's Ish and she slept with someone. And we should then apply the principles of the Isra Asen to lower her Isra. That's a wonderful change. It's not great. She still can't marry the Chiva, that's for sure. But it would still work. As This is very similar to the world of psulehabukdashin, the animals that became puzzle. The may ikara in the beginning, before they became puzzle, is behu ve asira before they got became puzzle. This animal is violated me'ila. This animal is going to be ushered to use its shearings and cannot be worked. But Parkinhu, once the animal has been free or became puzzle, whatever the case may be, meila uh, but there's no, there's nothing to worry, worry about these things it would still be utter so therefore the third answer doesn't work and therefore we're left with our final answer as to how we know that when there is a death that a woman is allowed to remarry this answer is such a good answer it's so clear and so blunt sometimes it begs the question why it wasn't listed first uh, why is it it's just last week's Parsha Parsha choked him that we say that a man who uh, was a Rasi Shavalola Kacha, the man married, got engaged to a woman but hadn't married her, he's got to go back home. He has an obligation to be with her. What was the concern? The concern was perhaps he, the new ar- Arus, will die in war. And another man will marry her. We were able to see that a marriage can take place after death. We'll stop right here. Amir Tashem will be back in person on Sunday night, starting from right here, eight lines from the bottom of the page at Moskit, wishing you all a beautiful Shabbos.